for Monday Minority Corner Moments. Welcome. Better late than never as a Republican congressperson who realized Trump was bad for the U.S. would hopefully one day say, better late than never as they come to terms with what is going on with this country. But that's not what this Minority Corner Moment is about today. It's me, James Arthur. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. And today's Minority Corner Moment quote to help you get you through the week says, I have my own source of peace and happiness within me. That comes from a workshop that I went to this past weekend. I went to an overcoming loneliness workshop because as you know, your boy has been going going through it. <laughs> I feel like this is a safe space for me to publicly talk about. And I'm probably not the only person who is going through some things. We're all going through some things. And that's a nice little mantra. I have my own source of peace and happiness within me that I would think we can all use going through this week. You know, it is Thanksgiving. Some of us are going back to see our family and that can bring up a lot of, you know, stress or anxiety or all kinds of feelings. And Jen, a few weeks back, gave us some great tips to help us get through that. And a few takeaways that I got from this workshop it was a really beautiful workshop. You know, it also reminded me and to us that we all have the potential for limitless peace and happiness with inside of ourselves. You know, we do have the power to change the way that we're thinking about any sort of given situation. And a lot of times the suffering that we're experiencing is just coming from our inability to accept what is actually really happening in this moment or our fears and insecurities about what potentially is going to be going on in the near future. Our brains are constantly rattling, you know, and even if it's against, you know, somebody else, they're like, you know, they're not, they're acting, you know, this way towards me or they're doing this or they're saying that. A lot of it is just honestly in our own heads and our own ability, inability to let it go <laughs> as the, hey, just in time for Frozen 2. But it's the story that we've told ourselves again and again that we've grasped onto. And in some ways, we're so good at making ourselves the victim of our own story and circumstances. And it's tricky because it really seems like we're not. But if you really look at it, I think oftentimes I know I am absolutely guilty of this. Uh, in some ways, I've made myself how all these things are happening to me and I'm experiencing it and what they did to me. But if you ask the other person, they would be telling what you did to them. Or they're not even thinking about it. So again, you're writing the story that you're the only person that cares about. Frozen that shit. Let it go. And also, look around a lot of people, everyone's experiencing something too. And not to negate what it is that we individually are experiencing, but it should be a wake-up call. Like, oh my gosh, everyone's experiencing this. So, well, how can I help fix and change this? It's going to start by ending these these the stories that we're telling ourselves ending the feelings that we're t telling ourselves because we do have that power we do have that control so you know what? fuck it i'm i am the writer of my own story that's in my head hey might as well as write a better one right if you don't like the current story well fuck i'm gonna change this story right i one of the big takeaways that i got from this workshop that was kind of a really boom slap in the face not a slap in the face but a huge wake-up call is you know i think so many of us all think about that and you know regardless if we're in a loving relationship or we're not if we have kids or we don't uh 
everybody is experiencing loneliness on some level. So if anything, that should be a bit of a comfort. You can look at anybody. You can be experiencing your own loneliness, and you can look at anybody and realize that they're probably experiencing something as well. And you use that for anything, whether it's stress or anxiety. You know, unfortunately, what it the workshop made me realize is how me, 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 <laughs> we all can sort of be. You know, the other day I was rushing to try to get to something on the subway and everybody kept blocking my way. Don't they know I have someplace to go? Hold on. Everybody has that same thing. We're all so honestly focused about ourselves. So here we are entering into this holiday time, and I think it's an opportunity for us to actually start thinking about other people than ourselves. Everyone is experiencing some sort of stress or anxiety or loneliness or heartbreak. And the thing about loneliness is we actually... If you're having that sense of feeling of loneliness, there's probably somebody else that's probably feeling that as well. And we have the power and the opportunity to either, A, think of this as an opportunity of like, huh, I'm feeling this. This is actually connecting me to everybody because everyone's feeling lonely. Or I can try to change something about it. I can call someone. I can text someone. I can let someone know that I love and care about them, that I appreciate them. So this idea of loneliness is actually really... Uh, delusion or it, it's a delusion it's not actually the true reality it's what we think is happening and so this feeling comes up and then what happens is just like with any sort of delusionary feeling of uh, loneliness or, or, or stress or anxiety our minds grasp onto that and it sort of starts spiraling we start spiraling into that thought and i think it's another great reason of why Things like meditation are so helpful because it will help you to be able to get out of those delusions more easily so one of the things is just to realize that, oh, I'm having a delusion right now, this feeling of loneliness, or just sit with it and let it pass through you. It's just a feeling. It doesn't mean that it's it's reality. It's not necessarily actually true. It's just something that you're feeling right then. It's just information or data. And you have the power to change that because we have limitless joy in any single moment if we choose to. But hey, I get it. Sometimes... It feels good to sit in that anger or that frustration, right? It does. It feels good. Let that pass through you, but you don't have to live in it. It does not have to become your ultimate truth, your ultimate reality, because it's just an illusion. So my question to you is, what do you wish to nourish and expand in your life? Do you want more of that loneliness? Do you want more of that stress? Do you want more of that anxiety? If so, then absolutely continue to keep grasping into those thoughts. But if you want joy... Grasp into that. That's why I love gratitudes. I find that, you know, if I am in some sort of state of loneliness or, or, or anger or frustration or stress, if I can find something, three things to quickly be gra grateful for in that moment, phew, helps me to sort of snap out of that. And then when it comes to romantic love or even familial love, are we going to allow ourselves to be loved unconditionally? A lot of times love is actually very transactional. It's a love that we grew up in our household. You know, I'll love you if you get good grades or if you, you know, do your chores. It seems like it comes with transactional. And that transitions into a lot of our romantic love as well. I'll love you if you're able to provide this for me. So again, we start grasping at our, our neediness. And to be honest, honest, we can fulfill everything that we really need from within ourselves. There's so many different tools. Uh, I find therapy to be a very healing process. Again, meditation, going to the gym, we really are able to provide so much of what we need inside of ourselves. Then we're able to show up to another human being 
not really needing anything from them, right? If anything, our cup is overflowing with so much, you know, love and gratitude and appreciation. It's overflowing. We can give this off to, to, to them. And a lot of times relationships are like, what can I get as opposed to what can I give? And then allow myself to receive, not expecting anything, turning our expectations into appreciation. Oh, that's really nice that they did that for me. But I don't need it. Because honestly, this is all temporary. It's a temporary period of time that we're all here. And how do I want to spend that time? I want to try to maximize my enjoyment of that time. And thus, the good and positivity that I'm spreading out into this world, the world is crazy enough, negative enough, without me needing to add or contribute to any of that. So why not just appreciate? If you are single and you see people holding hands instead of getting bitter or letting that turn into how you fucked up or you don't have love or any of that. It's an appreciation of like, oh, that's wonderful. They found a way to coexist with one another and this blimp of a time. It's such a miracle that any of us are, are here and about to find magic or happiness at any single moment. Wonderful, beautiful. If anything, that's inspiration for you to be able to have that and experience that as well and appreciate when you do have it. Love comes in so many different ways and facets that we can give it and receive it in so many different ways. And if you find yourself in a loving, romantic relationship, then appreciate the fuck out of it. It's so not a guarantee, and I know it's challenging and it can be stressful in its own sort of ways, but honestly, shit or get off the pot. (laughs) Because your life is just too short, and both of you deserve to, again, maximize your own happiness. And if you're not maximizing that for each other, move on so that way you can shine bright. Be binary stars together, not black holes that suck the living energy out of each other. And the other thing, too, that makes we we really think about is this this workshop made me think about, and a huge point of it in the end, is just I think we think about how, oh, there's this striving nature it seems to be so independent. Right. Like, you know, I, I'm doing my thing. I'm I'm in my space, <laughs> not my space, because that's such a dead social media platform. You're on the Facebooks. You're still in the MySpace. That's fantastic. But really, we're so incredibly interconnected. You think about everything that you have in your life right now. The food that you're maybe eating right now, the clothes that you're wearing, the car that you're driving, the thing that you're listening to this through, you didn't do any, you had nothing really to do with that. Sure, you purchased it, but even that money, you didn't create it. Like, we're so incredibly interconnected for our survival. Everyone around you helps for your interconnectedness into this world. Even people looking at you helps you to exist. If it's just you, then you don't actually really exist. We're so incredibly interconnected, and I think if we can sort of help to shift the way that we view other people, that we're not actually independent, we're actually interconnected, we really sort of strive to strengthen those bonds, well, how can you be lonely if we're all interconnected? We're all dependent upon one another. Someone is depending upon your existence right now, not to put stress or pressure, but if anything, that should make you feel so incredibly filled with love. You're not alone. You are surrounded by other people that are depending upon you for this whole earth organism to exist. We're all part of the same universal body. 
Or, you know, I don't look at my hand and think that it's not important. My hand just as important as my liver is. It's all it's all important and integral for this sort of James body to exist and move forward and to show up for you and to be as interconnected to you. So there it is. Clearly, I had a hippie woo-woo experience and I just felt so moved. I felt so moved to share that with all of you. And we can even see in our society what happens when anybody is so focused on what their wants are. I would say any sort of dictator is really focusing on what they feel like their wants are and screw anybody else. Even some political politicians who are just so focused on what their wants are as opposed to looking at, one, how can I give and how am I so interconnected to all of these other people? I guess maybe, you know, some of these political leaders over time throughout history and even now maybe they're just incredibly lonely and we need to give a big wake-up call and say hey we're all in this together everybody feels lonely at some time so you're not unique you're not you're not unique in any of this get over it get over get over it everybody feels lonely and there's something that for myself has been sort of a nice little i don't want to say slap in the face but it's been a beautiful wake-up call of like hey Everybody feels stressed. Everybody feels anxious. Everybody feels lonely. And you're not unique and special in that way. But you are unique and special in how you show up in the world. And the thing that we all need you to do to give back so we can all continue flourishing in this universal one connected body. So truly to overcome loneliness, you know, we have to train in love. We have to train in compassion. We have to train in patience because it's hard. Oh, Lord, it is hard, right? Because everybody is, uh, good gosh, how many annoying things are popping up into this world. But something that's been helpful for me is just to be able to see that person who is doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, they're just... They're yearning for love. Everybody is learning for yearning for love, understanding and compassion and to be seen. And so, well, you know what? Maybe I can give that in this moment right here. I can give some love. I can give some patience. I can give some compassion because I'm hoping that someone's got to be able to give that to me. Again, we are all longing for happiness and freedom. And there's such limitlessness in that because we all have limitless potential to give that. Man, if everybody just gave that... And it's possible. And it can start with you. It can start with me. And then it's a ripple effect from there. So that's what we're going to do this week, y'all. That is what we are going to do. And now for something a little bit fun. Uh, we're going to just cut into some random pop culture that Sam and I were talking about. We got some Baywatch, some In Living Color updates. And, uh, you know, I got some more to say about Charlie's Angels. more positive note there's an living color reunion happening hey i'm confused of, <laughs> i'm it's so interesting I, i'm so confused i think it's a, i'm not sure if it's a movie i don't know what it is but i know a reunion is happening and that's exciting it's kind of so oh, you know what? i was picturing kind of like a like a reality tv like an andy cohen type of reunion oh. i don't know why i was picturing that nope, anyway. too much housewives for you <laughs> you're not gonna be like the way kim wayne slapping you know marlon wayne's in the face or anything oh, god you know it's interesting jim carrey is the most famous out of the unliving color bunch wow he is wow it is interesting because I always viewed in Living Color, it was sort of a uh, response to SNL being so white 
and you had it was majority black, you know, cast. There's a sprinkling, a smattering of like two or three white people oh, in it, you know. Out, yeah. So I think it's interesting that like <laughs> the white guy became the most famous. He's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he was great and talented. I just think that that's uh Yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But dope that he's not such like a gotta be such a prima donna and not do the fucking reunion. Yeah. Cause that Yeah. Actually, because I feel like there are a lot of people who would. And, and that happens. Like, oh. Who are like, no, I'm you know, beyond that. Mary Kay Ashley Olsen. Not that I wanted to watch the Fuller House right. reunion at all. But I thought it, because Candace Cameron, I can't handle her. <laughs> Isn't she like super, like, house, mm. like, except for housewives type? She, listen, I support anybody's religious beliefs. I just think hers are a little too aggressive for myself. Okay. Okay. It's, um, she enough. was on The View saying some craziness. And uh, yeah, so there's that. But anyways, I'm excited. I think the world could use a Living Color reunion. It's kind of sad that like it isn't still like running. I wish there was more. I guess sketch comedy is like hard to keep as an institution. Like it's a miracle that yeah. SNL is still running. It is. Because you've had so many come and go yeah. on uh, Living Color, Mad TV, you know. Yeah, I think, I don't know what it is The Jenny McCarthy SNL. show. Oh my God, I forgot all about Throwback. that. Throwback. Holy shit. She's kind of crazy too. Yeah, she is. I liked her though. I a was lot. a huge fan yeah, of Jenny McCarthy. I liked her a lot. I was a huge, huge what fan. Was she in? She, she was, was on, on some other she show? had her own like MTV sketch comedy show. Yeah, and then. She was on Singled Out. She, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fry guy. She would like name the people or whatnot. <laughs> and Carmen Electra, you can hold no. Carmen, c- but she, Jenny McCarthy, she wasn't. Oh my god, she was definitely the B team. Yeah, she dude, was definitely the B team. Oh, Baywatch days. Amazing. I was actually just thinking about that. Yeah, people, little people know Carmen Electra was on Baywatch. Okay, she lost her hearing in one of the episodes. Oh my god. Yeah, she swam too deep. Yeah, there was a good. Oh, so you guys were actually. Oh, being I guess oh, I special watched... effects were not like that. Uh, <laughs> I watched Baywatch like way too much. Like I was, I I watched Baywatch like every Sunday it would come on. Baywatch, I think, was the is the great thing about Baywatch is that there's something for everybody on there. I think gay or straight, we can all there's something in the spank bank for everybody. Yeah, we can dude. all come together. If you yeah. like the girls, they're there. If you like the yeah. guys, they're there too. The hot man bodies on there. I watched it for the women. I'm yeah, being honest. I, I love the zip, the 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 red zip oh, swimsuit. That I mean, was my shit. I was like, also, I need to give me one of those. It's so interesting because it's like <laughs> you go to the beach and lifeguards are like, for one, I, there was just was so much action happening on those beaches and like. I don't know. Like, I feel like most life, they were like uh, too old for those jobs, too. <laughs> I was like, would you really be doing all of <laughs> yes. this? Like, I was like, but you yeah. know, that show ran for so long. I yeah. one time went into a, a YouTube rabbit hole where I watched all of the different beginnings of Baywatch. Oh my God. Like, just the intro theme songs and see, like, season one through like 20. Oh my God. Yeah, I watched all of them and I was like, they're going a half hour of my life. That's like, that's like a, a like a independent movie project waiting to happen. Just like deconstructing the I, You just hear the same opening theme song going on. Some people I watched it for half an hour, just that song. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Oh, wow. Always coming back. Another little piano in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I. I watched Baywatch when I was in France. So like a lot of it was, you know, when you watch things in a different language, it's like, well, maybe I don't know if you know, but my memory is kind yeah. of messed up because of it. Because you, um, you grew up in France. I did. Yeah. 
I did, yeah. So like a lot of American shows that I watch out there, I have to rewatch them and be like, oh right. shit, this oh, is very different when you watch it in a native language. Yeah. Different experience. Yeah. And there might have been a little bit of a delay by the time you were getting something. Oh, 100%. Right? Like you, at least a season and a half late. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you maybe missed the season when Carmen Electra lost her hearing, but she gets it back. She oh. gets back. Okay. Uh, there's a car about to hit like a blind boy or something. They're really going hard in for definitely able people in the season. And she uh, hears it and she jumps and saves the kid. I gotta watch that show. Lifeguard. It was really, really good. Actually, a lot of things happened. There yeah. was an actress who wanted to leave the show, and they're like, "Great!" And they had her get eaten by a shark. <laughs> like, you want to leave the show? You're gonna get eaten by a fucking shark. No graceful exit it was summer. for you. Yeah. Did you watch the movie? I did. Oh, so yeah. good. Priyanka so extra. Chop, Chop, I love it. Priyanka was in it. Being mm-hmm. fabulous and wonderful. Mm-hmm. You I, know that part was written for a man. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, Salt was also written for a man. Angelina mm. Jolie. Yum. Yeah. Salt was good. Salt was great. Should have had a sequel. Should have yep. had more. People are still asking for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was actually supposed to be connected to, there's a Ben thriller, because it's based off of like a book, like a, I don't know if it's Thomas, the, the Thomas Clancy novels or something, mm. but it's based, the character's like based on a book and it was connected. It, that movie was supposed to be connected to Ben Stiller, not Ben Stiller, Ben Affleck had a movie around that same time blanking what the fucking name is there was like missiles that were going to get launched it was really really good I think Morgan Freeman was in it as well but they were supposed to be in the same shared universe and the next movie would have been Ben Affleck trying to uh, track down Salt is that Argo? no not Argo because that was based on a true story (laughs) set in the 70s yeah (laughs) not missiles at all (laughs) Great movie, revive Ben Affleck's career after Jiggly. But right. uh, there's also last one. Uh, there's a movie in total. Oh, X versus Sever going into the archives. Oh, Antonio Banderas, Lucy Liu, her character. It was based on like a video game. Her character was originally supposed to be a man too. Oh, X Sever. So, I love Lucy Liu. Ironically, because of Charlie's Angels. Yeah, <laughs> that was absolutely. what started me on her. I was like, oh, makes sense. She, I was yeah. so excited because she was my favorite one of the Charlie's Angels, and I also felt like she got the less, the least amount of plot and storyline. But she was like, because she was the she was woman the most of magnetic co- one. And she was the woman of color. Yeah. So if you weren't white, you were definitely rooting for her. She made the least amount of money too, out of all you know, three Fucking of them. I think going back to Charlie's Angels, I think that's why. This one maybe didn't also make as much money. It didn't have the star power to really drive it because you and I know who Naomi Scott is, but Mm -hmm. she's not a household name. Kirsten Stewart, she's been doing a lot of indie films. Mm -hmm. Twilight's been forever ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Elena Berinsky, I think it is, the black British girl. Like, Mm -hmm. no one knows who she is. So I think that's what it was missing was the star power to be able to, like, I think if we're doing a revamp or repower it's gotta have like who, who, stars who we, yeah who we have well originally apparently like to... jennifer lawrence turned it down uh margot I... robbie turned it down margot robbie emma stone turned it down hmm. oh i can see i can see but emma i'm stone. wondering like who are like oh megan Tessa good would Thompson. be fun in that. oh i'm gonna trump you with megan good and give you a test yeah Thompson. that's actually yeah that's actually a lot Tessa more thompson yeah. you would, missed yeah but you know what? The budget yeah. was only like forty-six million. Oh, so I guess they probably kind of. I don't know if you could afford a Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, yeah, but you know what? Tessa did Men in Black instead, and that didn't do too well. Oh. But 
Yeah, a Tessa Thompson or a Zoe Kravitz would have been also wonderful. Zoe Kravitz would have been fun, been especially great. once you read into the fact that it's not just kind of like a oh, like, like a bubbly, and, sexy yeah. thing. Or maybe even like a Shailene uh, Woodley. Now I'm just thinking of the cast of Divergent. I oh guess. my god, Divergent, <laughs> my thing. Which house would you be? Go. Oh, I don't know. What's like the smart, sexy, perfect house? Um, shit, you're erudite, <laughs> and who also like can fight? <laughs> Not erudite. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the only ones who can fight really are the the whatever one Shailene Woodley's in. Oh yeah, give them, but they could yeah. do every like they were the best house. They yeah, were like, they're like fun. And they're like, fun you would totally like be that smart. house. You could do everything. Yeah, yeah that would be that it. Would be me. Yeah, plus sad for the other ones. They're like we're farmers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're Octavia. I was like, I appreciate Octavia that you Spencer. have a good heart. But yeah, I just, not yeah, so much. No. How about you? Which which one are you? Um, I think I would probably be a, be a cross between the the whatever the Shailene Woolley one is, mm. and then um, the not the farmer one, but there's like a farmer one, and then there's like another one that's like nice. The but fact like, that you can't even remember who I can't it is. And you know what's it. also sad about the Divergent series? Again, I was ride or die for it. I went. I supported it. I vote with my dollars. And they didn't even finish the series. Right. That they was weird. They didn't finish it because it didn't make enough it money. It didn't make enough Because they, well, they did the dumb thing where they were like trying to do it like uh, so many of these YA novels do where they're like, let's make as much money as we can and split up the last book into two. And uh, then they were yeah. like, we're going to split this last book up into two. But they hadn't even finished. They hadn't even started filming the second half of it. And so they just never, you only get half a book. Also, did they have some overlap with Hunger Games? Because I feel like that was. They were both around at the same time. Yeah, which you is got not like a, a good Hunger call. Games, and then you got a Divergent, and then you got a Hunger Games. It was around that time. Yeah, I feel like that's a bad call. You should have waited for the Hunger Games era to pass. But then people would have been like, we're done with this. So, okay. But they are trying to go back into the Hunger that's Games. A good call. They're trying to go back into it and do like, like the first Hunger Games. So. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the things is just like, but what was the rest of the world doing? I think it's very, I don't know. It's got really somber because the Hunger Games really hits home. Mm. I'm just like, this is where our world is heading. Okay. I used to say that a lot. I'd be like, it's about to be Hunger Games. And now we're half fucking Trump. And I'm like, don't be in a faction. We're not going to be in 12 factions. I hope. But I'm maybe, flying. I'm, I'm leaving. But maybe that's what the we need because maybe the uh, dream of the of the United States is too much. Maybe we need, you know, the California, Vegas, Nevada, like Seattle. Oh my God! You know, are we already in factions? What you're saying? I I don't know that it's not necessarily. If we can keep peace amongst us being separate, I don't I don't know that the dream of the United States is working, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I think Fair. maybe we need to split up in a little different regions and you be where you need to be. Uh, just let's not fight each other. That's the only thing is that you just got to keep it peaceful amongst the different. Because what ends up happening is people separate into their groups and then some assholes are like, hey, I want everything that you have. And then they try to take it over. And that's when that's what problems happen. Russia. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I was also thinking about the fact that, like, you know, we're all going to be just like manual laboring, and then there's oh, going to be like, yeah, I'm not working the in a coal part. mine. Come on, coal's done. Coal, it, coal is done. Fine, I'll go work in the coal mine, and then I'll be on my phone because there won't be shit to do because there ain't no coal <laughs> to mine. there you have it Every Minority Corner Monday kind of random you got your feel good inspirational mantra coming at you and just some random pop culture that I just thought you could not live without 
That got cut from last week. Also, to fact check myself, it was The Sum of All Fears. Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck and Salt starring Angela Jolie. There was rumors for a little while that was in development. They were in the same shared universe and that they were going to have a crossover. And then the director was talking about adding in like Ethan Hunt and Tom Cruise. I think that was a far reach fever dream, but I definitely think it would have been really cool. I think the Salt and Sum of All Fears mashup. Salt, why was there not another sequel? Theory is, Angela and Jolie should just cost too much. And when you get sequels, that's why there was never a Mr. and Mrs. Smith sequel. Because uh, there's something about like the revenue that they also would get. For one, they're expensive. And two, the revenue that they would get back is just too pricey. Also, why there actually uh, was not the Charlie's Angels 3 was because the uh, three actresses were just cost too much money. And the studios weren't going to get all kinds of money. Studios weren't going to get their cut in that lame so there it is, your Minority Corner Monday moment, kind of a long one, and it was kind of late. If you're listening to this on Monday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or any day after the first Monday that it was planned to be released, then it's right on time and you feeling good, but loose and fancy free. So again, remember, as you go into this week, I have my own source of peace and happiness within me. There is a limitless potential for your peace your happiness. So spread that. If you liked this episode, spread it around. You can uh, share it with a friend, send them a text message, send them a link, send them a smoke signal, let them know this episode was happening. It was banging. And I promise you that Instagram, it's coming. It is coming. I'm going to surprise y'all. That's going to be your Kwanzaa gift for this year. You can follow us on all the social medias except for Instagram right now. (laughs) Find us on Facebook. And that's it. We'll be back on Friday with a brand new episode after Thanksgiving. We're going to help get you out of that turkey or tofurkey coma with some more Minority Corner action. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.